You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in to Worshipology. This is a podcast geared towards worship leaders, worship teams, singers, songwriters, and creatives, and we're talking all things worship. And uh, today on the other line, I've got Jason Brown, a worship pastor in Virginia Beach. Jason, say come what's on, up, man. Come on. What's up? What's up, my man? <laughs> hey. Dude, it's great to have you, man. And we've kind of had so many circles that have overlapped. And uh, of course, we've gotten to meet a couple times. I was I was in the D.C. area while you were in the D.C. area. That's right. And uh, both of us kind of doing great things at great churches. And uh, man, just kind of for our listeners, bro, just give a little snapshot of uh, the Jason Brown story, man. How did you get involved in in music and in worship leading? I know there's so much there. I uh, can't wait to unpack so many great things in your story. But man, yeah, just give a little context on uh, who you are and what you're doing, man. Curtis, uh, thank you for uh, having me on. Oh, what a blessing and honor this is. Yeah, my story. Uh, so I, I actually uh, graduated from Southeastern University. Um, Okay. And my degree was like kind of, uh, if I describe it, I can describe it to you, to anyone outside of the church, they won't, they won't like understand. But my degree is like <laughs> a, a bachelor of science and ministry uh, uh, of the arts or whatever. So that's just a really, nice. that's just a really decorated term for saying like anything that's like art related, related music, uh, production, like AVL stuff, whatever, uh, script writing, Theater, all that kind of stuff was all encompassing. And so that's what my degree is in. Uh, and then when I when I left college, uh, ministry was the last thing that I actually wanted to do. Um, and wow. it was back when I graduated, the underlying sort of theme, it was spoken but unspoken was, hey, if, you, if you're going to do ministry, you expect to work 60 plus hours a week, expect not to make a whole lot of money so you probably want to get like a part-time job uh thereafter and <laughs> i was just like i i had like student loans and I, I i didn't want to be poor and i i i didn't have a family but i wanted to have a family and when i had a family yeah. i wanted to be able to like su- support my family and then like be around them too right um <laughs> So it was, yeah, I just, I just decided to, to, to not do that. And so I went into, um, uh, I did like a non-ministry job. I, I went into sales. I worked at AT&T right when like the, the, the smartphone boom came. And so it was also, mm. it was also like, like right in the heart of like the recession. So like people, people didn't have a, a, a whole lot of income to, to, to spend on other things or to have luxury, but what they could spend money on uh, because it wasn't that expensive was cell phones. And so um, I got a lot of uh, just real world work experience um, outside of church. Um, and I did sales. I was, mm. de- I was decent sales. Like when you're selling something, you're not really selling the product. You're actually really selling yourself. And to do that, like half the battle is just like not being a jerk. Right. Um, <laughs> and so like, I was, I was That's like, true. That's true. right. Like I was halfway decent at that, and so it was cool. It was cool working at a non a non church and getting that sort of experience. Eventually, I I moved into management, um, and uh, I, I managed people. Uh, I had a had a staff of about uh, uh, eight individuals, and so was able to get that under my belt. 
all the while, uh, I still was uh, serving uh, at the local church. So, um, okay, uh, I, I would I would help out with worship, either with the band or and then eventually singing and then eventually leading, uh, but just at like a volunteer uh, level. And I just loved it so much. And I think my, I think I always felt even when I was in college that a calling to, um, uh, to to lead worship or to uh, share the gospel, right, of Jesus Christ. Um, and I felt a, very much a calling to do that and to use music um, as the avenue in which I did so. Um, and so to, to not do that full time, but to do that either at a part-time level or on a volunteer level was great. Mm-hmm. All while I was, I was able to support myself and have a job, at some point in time, uh, like God just had other plans and I just felt the itch to... Uh, to, to move into full-time vocational ministry. And uh, mm. I, I took a huge leap of faith by leaving uh, a job that I made a lot of money uh, to pursue uh, this calling. And uh, long story short, short it, it, it worked out. I got my, my first job um, at a church in Ashburn, Virginia, uh, leading there uh, as a director of worship. Uh, and then I was there for about... Three and a half, four years, give or take, uh, in which I did worship, and then at some point in time had uh, production under my umbrella responsibility, and then uh, God had other plans. Uh, so I moved on from that place, and God landed my me and my wife in Virginia Beach, now at Grace Bible Church, where I serve as the music and creative arts director at the Lindhaven campus. And there is my my three and a half to four minute story. Bro, and I know as a sales rep, you had to develop that pitch just like that, man. No, that's so good. You know, I want to I want to pause for just a moment because, you know, there's such an interesting perspective that you have when you come from leading worship and being in the, the team and department as a volunteer yeah. to then stepping in as somebody who's paid staff and you're running it. Talk to me a little bit about um, what you were able to carry from your volunteer. Maybe there's a different appreciation and there's a different perspective that you have kind of coming from that world and then jumping in because some people just go straight from college they study worship and arts ministry and they go straight into full-time sure. but you having that volunteer foundation it's kind of like oh no I can I can kind of appreciate this from a different angle talk about that and maybe some of the nuggets that you carried in from the volunteer days to to now full-time vocational ministry yeah uh that's uh man that's a great question so the, so I, I would say the perspective is just uh, it's just a, a different wrinkle. And so like the idea of, of, of ministry, I mean, you're, it's all about God and it's about people and it's about it's about serving mm-hmm. others. Right. And loving others um, as God uh, first served and, and loved us. And so um, that that doesn't necessarily change regardless of if you're doing it as a volunteer or or if you're uh, getting paid to, to help sort of lead uh, or facilitate or whatever um, the different I guess the you kind of you kind of like like landed on it the there is a, you do have a little bit more of an appreciation when uh, like you you're just doing it based upon just like your passion about it and uh, mm-hmm. and to be honest like I, I love what I do. And I'm very passionate about it. Still, it it is it is different when when you're getting compensated for it. Um, you you probably right. feel that as well. Um, or anyone assisting that position. Um, there's a difference. But um, when you do it as as 
as a volunteer. So here's here's a catch. Uh, when you volunteer at a church, um, and if you're doing it the right way, essentially, essentially you are actually paying uh, to serve, right? Like if you're tithing and giving, a, <laughs> right? Think, think about that, okay? Right. Like if you're tithing and giving of your first fruits or whatever, uh, whatever percentage or however much you do uh, that God has called you to do, like you're you're sowing into that ministry and saying, hey, listen, I, I believe in the vision uh, and the path forward that that this church, this ministry is doing. I want to participate in my in my giving monetarily, and I also want to participate in my giving of my time and uh, the skill sets and resources that God has given me. Uh, and so essentially, mm-hmm. you're you're doing that, and like that's cool, and that's like awesome. And you, you get to see things and do things and be a part of things. It doesn't. I, I would say the per, that sort of perspective and being on uh, seeing things through that lens versus seeing things through the lens of um, of doing it as a vocation uh, is different. And I'm thankful that I got a chance to to, to see both sides of it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that actually. Uh, kind of helps me on the practical level in terms of uh, how I love uh, uh, the the people that that volunteer, how I serve them. Right, I've I've been I've been where they're at, and so that also mm. allow, allows me at some level. I mean, the further I get removed from being a volunteer, and the further I I I'm, the longer I I do it as a vocation, the less I have that sort of perspective. But because I at least have it. Um, I can see it, and so that that sort of helps with how I how I love, how I treat, how I how I serve uh, those who 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 serve uh, with me uh, at my church. Well, I think that's such an important perspective to have because I think we've all served in those environments where it's like, man, I, I'm I'm not paid to do this, but you're you're yelling at me because I missed one chord or you dropped me off the team because mm. I was three minutes late or something like that. Like, yes, there needs to be a standard and there needs to be a level of excellence and there needs to be expectation. And sure. all of that needs to be communicated super clearly so that there's no frustration or misunderstanding when it comes to all of that stuff. But I do think that there is something about loving the people that, yeah, they're doing 40 and 50 hour a week full-time yeah. jobs. Some of them have three or four kids. I just had lunch with a guy on our team today who's got four kids and he's working like three jobs and holding it down. And he still is so excited to be at rehearsal here in about four, four hours, you know? So it's like, it's like, man, like that level of commitment, that level of not just passion, like you said, but even joy about it. Like, man, I can't wait to serve. And, and I think there's just so many ways that as creative arts pastors and worship pastors and leaders, like, man, we need to always be like remembering that not everybody gets paid to do this. Like, mm. what are some of the ways that you found just through the years and being at a couple different churches that you've been able to to really um, love and honor and appreciate some of your volunteers? And we weren't even going to go this direction, but I just, your story just kind of really jumps out to me as like somebody, okay, I've been on this side, now I'm on this side. How do you kind of keep that gap super close and and just love those people that are yeah they're giving up their their time treasure and talent to be a part of this thing called the global church come on man that's man that's so good yeah uh i would say you can never go wrong with uh with proximity right mm, um, that's good like if you if you truly care about uh about someone or the individuals on on your team uh like you, you 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 gotta you gotta want to be around them, you know, like, and wow. that's and that's a big deal. And so, like, man, if if I know when I was when I was a volunteer, um, even now, um, 
when I feel most most appreciated and most value when there's just time spent and intentionality um, and however big or small that is. And so like, man, like the catch and you get it. Listen, as as someone who who, who leads worship at a church and someone that leads people, I, I would imagine you don't have a whole lot of time. Like Curtis, you have a family, right? <laughs> like you you are a father and you are a husband and you are this and you are that and you're leading a podcast and you're doing you're, right. You, there's not a whole lot of time. <laughs> time is a valuable right. commodity. If I can, if I can, like, give of myself and like, like, allocate time towards individuals, no matter how how much or how little that is, that that shows appreciation. I, I think I think man, people just they 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 see that and. Uh, they appreciate. I also know that, like, man, like transparency and vulnerability is huge, right? Wow, that's good. I, I think transparency and vulnerability, like, always, always closes a gap, right? No matter at any level. And so, like, I I love being able to to share with people. I mean, obviously within reason, right? Um, uh, but like, man, just having that exposure. Uh, and then and then the 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 biggest thing that I think people sort of People are will be bought in, and people will lean in, and they will go, they will go like to battle with you uh, when there's trust, right? Um, That's good, yeah. And so, like, if if I if I could if I can earn someone's trust, um, however much that is, that just that that helps. And of course, the proximity and the consistency and just the willingness to invest in people that that helps and that fuels trust over time. And then and so it takes it takes those conversations like, hey, um, like to my uh, whatever bass player or electric player. Hey, you 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 played that lick uh, not the way I think best serves the song and for the team, I, I will actually prefer that you do this. Here's the reason why. Or, hey, listen, you showed up late to this rehearsal, and when you did that, it communicated this. And I don't think that's what you want to communicate. And so, therefore, I want to hold you accountable um, as a mm. leader and do that. When that – you can do that, and that actually is more effective when there's trust established, right, and when there's, like, people actually know that you care about them. There's so much good things in there right now, and and I even think what you talked about with proximity and just wanting to hang out with your team and be it, be with them. That you know, yeah, time is the most valuable currency we have. Nothing will build trust like time mm -hmm. and spending that, and then the transparency and vulnerability piece, closing the gap. So good, man. I think you know, one of the things, and and I wanted to, I sent you this question kind of in in the email, but. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, you've kind of gotten to serve in a couple larger church settings, maybe even mega church is what we would call them. And, you know, I'm currently, you know, same kind of thing, about 3,500 people call Destination Church home. So, you know, it's a larger church setting. And, you know, I don't know if it was from, you know, just all of the fallout with, you know, prominent pastors over these last few years or, you know, obviously like, there's not a person that's listening to this podcast that probably hasn't heard of another podcast about a very famous church and uh, mm. the rise and fall of that church. Mm. But, um, you know, there's kind of just this this overall kind of cloud uh, when it comes to just the culture and uh, maybe even perception of mega church life. And uh, I love just dispelling that because I'm just like, look, it takes all kinds of churches. And if you're preaching Jesus, I don't care if you're rural, urban, 
Uh, I don't care if you're mega church or house church. Like if you're preaching Jesus, people are getting saved and life change is happening. Yeah. Man, I'm for you. I'm with you. But what are what are some of those things that kind of you've seen, maybe even, you know, in your personal journey that have been a blessings and just like, man, this is what's so needed and so valuable from a larger church setting. And then um, B, man, these are just some of the challenges. And if you're a worship leader at a mega church, hey, stick with it. Or just understand that there are battles and blessings when it comes to this thing called full time ministry. Uh, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you framed it that way. And just to realize or um, that like there are ch- <laughs> there are challenges um, at every level, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so like I I remember going to the Drive Conference, uh, which is uh, the the North Point Conference back in back in May of two. 2000- uh, this past May, 2022. And I, uh, we Grace Bible church, um, uh, they are North point partners. And so we get a chance to like really like communicate and just talk with and just pick the brains of North point is a, a like one of the largest churches in America, like Andy Stanley. Great. Lots of, lots of resources, right? They're, they're like the suburbs of Atlanta. So they, they, they get their pick of whoever they want, um, right. like to play music. And so that's like really fun and really awesome. And yet, and yet that place has challenges too. Right. Um, yep. Resources and talent like doesn't, doesn't wash away everything. There's, there's challenges that even come with that. Uh, and so like, I, I want to, I love how you frame that because it, it can be easy. It can be easy to think, Hey, I'm at a church of, 100 people or 150 people uh this is this is challenging i'm alone in this no one understands or the person who is of a a, a 3500 member church how can that individual know what challenges are like to me and my resources of like a, a church of 100 right um and i would say like the the challenges are are subjective and they're at every level um so the good thing here's the cool thing about maybe an advantage of of, of being a part of a larger uh church uh uh, like a, I guess whatever mega church over a thousand over 1500 I'm not sure what the statistic is anymore for a mega church but I, I don't know either truth be told <laughs> I I stopped I stopped counting and I stopped worrying about that a long time ago um, once it's more than four people I know there's going to be problems so <laughs> perfect um so I think I think one of the like one of the advantages is I mean so like the the resources are are if if you are a part of a if you are a part if you happen to be fortunate enough to be a part of a healthy uh organization that stewards uh resources well um like i think i think the advantage is you kind of get that and so like if you can if you could uh if you could gain the trust of leadership and prove yourself uh excellent and the things that you've been given in charge uh charge to lead or whatever or charge to participate in just in general with more people there's more resources right and so that's kind of cool like you like your canvas your blank canvas becomes bigger um to be Mm. able to do more and that and that helps right like uh some churches have uh, a model where they they're able to contract musicians or or specific people and like if you have resources you can do that some churches don't have that and by the way contracting isn't always the best depending on where you are like sometimes it's, it's good to have homegrown mm-hmm. a team that's like full of volunteers like there's different levels of commitment but you at least have the option to do that when there's more resources also like more people just means you get to meet more people like right you don't have to like <laughs> go so so further outside of your 
your sphere of influence to meet people. Uh, more people means you get you get a chance to interact with more individuals. You have a greater opportunity to have sort of influence on a larger larger amounts of people. Now, in regards of the amount that you can influence, that's a whole nother uh, conversation about like how rich your worship is, how deep your theology, how much you can lead or whatever. But in terms of the scale, that's built in. Mm. I would say, I would say this, the scarcity mindset is, is one that plagues churches big and small. Come on. That's good. And by that, I mean, uh, like the tendency, like you will, you will come across, uh, individuals or people who, who want to, uh, hold on to things that, 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 that were, um, and mm-hmm. cling, cling tight, especially in times of uncertainty. And that's not, I'm not saying that in and of itself is a bad thing. What I am saying is as creatives, like we're always going to want to push the ball forward, right? Like that's how God made us, right? We, we want to push the mm. ball forward musically, how we write songs, how we produce, how we do production. Like that's, that's, that's how God wired us. And so like, you're like, more often than not, you will you will be going against some sort of the current of where you are, and I say that is that's something that happens everywhere, and so like your ability to navigate that well, right, um, mm. is will will like be one of the things that hinges on uh, how how long you stay at a particular place, how frustrated you may or may get, how you're able to lead uh, your team and both lead upwards right to to leadership right. Uh, I mm-hmm. think your ability to navigate that and the larger, and by the way, the larger the church and the the more resources and the more you have to lose, it become it actually can become that much harder to do. Um, uh, or if, if it's a smaller location and they've done things for the same things for a really long time, it's tough to sort of break the, to break that and navigate that. If that makes, if that, if that, does that make sense, Curtis? That makes total sense, man. I, and I think, you know, uh, from 2010 to 2017, my wife and I, we were at National Community Church, eight campuses, Washington, D.C., large church, large ministry. And then out of that, we felt like God was calling us to plant. So we moved to Nashville. And uh, I mean, you know, basically go from a church of 5,000, we plant a church. And honestly, I don't think our church in the five years that I was lead pastoring at Bridges Nashville, I, I'm not sure we ever had more than 100 people. Mm. Um but then, you know, here we are, uh, and, you know, we were actually just talking about this before I hit record, but, you know, talking through, you know, Bridges is still continuing on. We're, you know, new leadership, and it's amazing, and all of our staff is still down there, and it's, it's incredible what God's doing there. But at one point, we were even a house church movement, so we're meeting in homes all throughout, really, COVID, 2020, 2021. And so, I mean, I think it strips you of this idea that the the global and local church can only look like a b or c it's like Mm. it's like man there's so many different expressions of the church and you know what is the church but man when you think about okay you know it was christ that said i will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it he wasn't necessarily talking about a building or he wasn't talking about a format or he wasn't even talking about sundays at 10 a.m he was talking about his people and you know wherever people gather with the common purpose of lifting up jesus that's church and so i think my time as a you know, house church pastor, uh, church planter really taught me to value the different expressions of church. And then now finding myself here and just following the call of God to step out in faith yet again. And here we are at Destination Church and just south of Richmond, Virginia. And 
taking the mindset of a pastor and not just a song leader, not just a worship leader, but really a pastor of people. And you said it, you know, we get to lead people. It's about God and it's about people. Mm. And I think, I think just realizing that, yeah, there's going to be challenges. I mean, there was challenges at a multi-site. There was challenges in house church. Uh, you know, it's like you're really up close and personal with people. And then here I am in a new city, uh, new new environment. And yes, there's definitely challenges here. Uh, but I once heard a pastor say this, Jason. He said, uh, new levels means new devils. And uh, yep. <laughs> just, I never forgot <laughs> yep. that, man. I think, yep. I think if you're looking for a place to go where it's like, hey, um, I just want to go to a church where I can hit cruise control and all I have to do is show up on Sundays and lead a couple songs on acoustic, number one. I think that's almost like unbiblical to do that because if you're going to place yourself in a in an environment where you're never going to be challenged, I don't know if like that's really what God's talking about mm. when the scriptures tell us to go from glory to glory and you yeah. know God is never has he never has less for us. He's always calling us out to more faith, to more trust in him, more belief. And so uh you know, I think there's something unbiblical about just you know and we've all done it. I mean, I must have said it, Jason during 2020, I must have said, man, I just want to move to a cabin in Pennsylvania uh-huh. on a pond in the woods, you know, like, uh-huh. and still that sounds pretty appealing to me. But um, uh-huh. I think there's just something about like, no, we were designed. There is a godlike DNA in us to go after it and to to advance the kingdom and That's to take good. ground. And there's a pioneer spirit that I feel like God's placed in his church and in his bride um, that, man, we're here to redeem. We're here to. Uh, take back what the enemy stole. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and so yeah. I, I think I think you're hitting it right on the head. That scarcity mindset, bro. That's so good because it doesn't matter if you're at a mega church or a tiny church. That, that scarcity mindset, it is a mindset. Like it, mm. it can just grab a hold of you in any environment. And I think you have to realize that no, we we serve a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And by the way, he owns the hills. Let's you go. Know, like, Let's go. I mean, there's nothing he can't provide in any season. So, dude, I love that, man. I think there's so much gold there. Uh, hey, listen, just in our last few minutes, man, this is something I've been asking everybody this year. Um, Jason, man, what's the Holy Spirit speaking to you these days? What is uh, what is he stirring you up for? Um, man, maybe it's just in your personal life or maybe it's something that you feel like God is speaking to you for the body of Christ, but man, I would love to know that. Like just full, like just full disclosure um, and transparency. Um, twenty twenty two was a was a was a pretty pretty rough year for 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 me and my family. Um, mm. We uh, like my mom, like she's she's not doing well. Like she's my mom's in like a nursing home and she's got like uh, like onset the like just early onset dementia, and so. Having mm. having to sort of um, sort of wrestle with all that, and also being like like I, I'm the I'm her only son, and so like I've I've had to I've had to bear the weight of uh, the logistics and the responsibilities of 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 her finances, and just while she, her health is while her health is declining, and like if that's just and she's she's in she's in Frederick, Maryland, and so that's like about. Mm. four hours from where I'm at. And so it's just, that's, that was tough all last year. And then my wife and I, we, we've, um, and this is like, like, this is public knowledge. We, we share this on, on social. So it's not like it's, um, it's not like I'm deviating from a game plan that we've had not tell people, but we've like, we've, we've gone through like, like multiple miscarriages, uh, 
in 2022 mm. and right and so like mm. my and then my my wife she uh my she she lost a job now she started her own business and so like we it, it was kind of like 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 2022 was just a whirlwind of emotions and just battling battling through different things and really honestly like my my faith being tested um uh yeah and so like there 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 are nights there are nights days in which i was like man god like like do you do you do you do you even exist right what mm. what's mm. happening right like yeah. uh, I, I i'm reading i'm reading about your faithfulness and i am reading that you are near to the brokenhearted and i don't feel you mm. and and your the faithfulness that I've I've read about through through the millennia that that people have recorded and talked about and sung about I I'm not seeing I'm not seeing that in my life or my family's life personally like God where are you um, and so like when you ask the question like what what's the Holy Spirit has been has been speaking to me uh, after after the Christmas season was over and we all if you if you are a worship leader or if you serve in anything in a church, <laughs> Christmas is just like like bang 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 things parties to be at rehearsals right Christmas songs which is like different like it's just a whole lot that happens in Christmas. Once we got through that, um, and I had like about a week and a half or so just to sort of process and think about and pray through the last the last year. Mm. I, I I remember God. Um, I remember uh, this guy just speaking to me um, and like the word, ironically, the word gratitude um, wow. came to mind. And it was, it was, it kept coming. Uh, it kept coming back in, in, in my devotional times. And it kept coming in my times of, of, of praying. Um, uh, and if, even in my times of, of, of personal and corporate worship, like just gratitude, just that word gratitude kept coming uh, over and over and in my mind and in my heart and I'm just kind of like yo god like gratitude like I don't I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel grateful uh from 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 what I just came through I feel I feel very I feel I feel worn down I feel tired weary <laughs> right those are the things yeah, I'm feeling yeah. and yet the holy spirit is just talk, just just reminding me of gratitude and then like and then I I remember just in a time this is this is this is how I am like my I don't I don't have these like these revelations but I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to uh, a song by the 1975 okay right uh mm -hmm, and they're mm -hmm. very they're very much like non-christian but I'm just I love the band and it's fantastic <laughs> and I don't know what happened but it was like it was like late at night and I'm jamming and like I'm listening to them and like I remember God just just speaking to me and saying hey man I I I still love you <laughs> I'm still here. Mm. Like I'm here. I'm still for you and I'm still with you. I I am near and I was just like, okay. All right. I I don't understand this. And God, you're going to have to help me see you like clearly through this lens of hurt and and pain that I have. Mm. Um but please God help me and like just the reality of the fact that yeah, man, 2022 was like was tough and I'm sure for like the the people who will listen to this podcast 
like 2022 may have been or 2021 or 2020 especially whatever may have been right, tough right but like i know for me personally i can i can speak this for me personally god mm. is very is very present and is very uh he he is real and it doesn't mean that i'm not going to struggle with my faith or have doubts but he is near to the brokenhearted and he 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 is here to comfort me at that time and i want to say that for like those who are listening like you may be struggling. You may be going through something. You may be having a difficult time in your in your ministry. God is God is still for you. He still loves you. But yeah, I I had to wrestle wow. with that. And and by the way, I'm still wrestling with that. Right? Like the story is not over mm-hmm. for me. Like I like like <laughs> my mom. My mom is not like unless a miracle happens, she's not going to get better. Like she will slowly pass. Like. Deter- her health was slowly deteriorating into in which she's not mm. like right like got like i like the miscarriages that my wife and i that we had that she had that we went through those those won't be wiped away right they, they happen um and so mm. like i'm still wrestling through that but just the idea that god is god is near and he is here and that I, like the things that i do get to be a part of um or i i can be i can be grateful and have gratitude even in the midst of of, of weariness and hurt Wow. Well, first off, I just want to say, man, thank you for opening up and sharing that. Um, that's powerful, man. And and I do think there's a lot of people that will resonate uh, with with hearing that and just walking through the struggles. But to know that God is still with you, He still loves you. Mm. Um, that's huge, man. And and you know, it's it's kind of wild because last week on the podcast we had Brian Gurney and. Um, and I, I asked him this question. He actually shared with me the verse, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. We we now have this, um, you know, the jars of clay verse. We have this treasure in jars of clay. And he said, you know, he's just kind of felt like God was speaking to him about that verse. And what's crazy, Jason, is as you were sharing this, I didn't even know what scripture this came from. But I just, the the verse that, you know, we're, we're pressed on every side. We're crushed but not destroyed. Mm. Um, you know, knocked down but not not abandoned. And anyway, so I looked up that verse as you were sharing that, and it's literally the very next verse. It's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8. And wow, so I don't wow. think it's any mistake that, you know, Brian was sharing that that was the one verse God laid on his heart, and here you are sharing. And I felt like the Lord just wanted me to share that with you and with our listeners that, it, you know, it says we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, mm. our bodies continue to share in the death of Christ so that the life of Jesus may be seen also in our bodies. Yeah. And, um, yeah. dude, you've lived that out. You've lived that faithfully. Um, man, so many great things in this conversation. I cannot... Uh, wait for people to just be encouraged and uh, and strengthened in their faith by it, man. Um, Jason, we're going to put some stuff in the show notes, maybe some music that you guys have been doing or just some contact info. Uh, anything else you want anybody to know? Uh, I mean, yeah, no, just uh, just uh, just my encouragement to all all creatives who are out there, all all leaders uh, to to continue to press on and yeah like this is this is an awesome podcast share like listen uh i'm trying to think are you looking for like a personal plug or just like last word dude <laughs> last anything word? man if you if, if you're doing if you're doing we, we just want to know about it man like if you're releasing any music gotcha. or cool, uh, cool. if you guys are writing or recording i mean i'd love to just include some stuff in the show notes that can help people connect with you 
No, that's good. I would have I would have felt like a jerk if like you were like looking for like last words and not like 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 shameless promotion. Like like oh I mean that was, was great, dude. No. <laughs> no, I cool. I mean, sure. I I mean I haven't um man, I I'll be recording again at some point in the year, but I mean I I there are some stuff. God if you if you search Jason Brown on Spotify, all the digital platforms, whatever, uh and search God of Heaven, that's my like most recent release that came out. <laughs> wow. Uh, two years ago, yeah, I need I need to get back in the studio, Curtis. All right, um, man, it's time. It's come time, bro. On. Uh, but yeah, or you can Let's you can go. just you can just like I would love to like connect with you, or whatever. Uh, if you just want to follow me at it's Jason Brown on Instagram or like whatever TikTok, whatever Facebook. We'd love to connect with any and all. But yeah, this is this has been awesome. Awesome, man, Jason. Thank you so much for your insight, your wisdom, and your time, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been it's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.